Welcome back to Chatterstorm. My name is Josh and I am here with Sarah and Sam. Hello. Hello. And this week, guys, what's going on? I'm detecting pretty low energy levels in the room. Pretty low energy levels. What's the crack? Well, Magic the Gathering has happened. And there's been the, you know, as we know, the new Kamigawa set. We didn't really cover it in the last episode, but... There has been a couple of big tournaments, lots of gameplay, lots of meta-defining matches that have been mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And um, I personally have not played a single drop of any competitive format except for Limited. So ah, well, I have see, nothing to say. You need <laughs> to get on your game, Sam. Uh-huh. Because me, on the other hand, I have played a single game. Yes. No, he's limited. played no, lots I played of a, limited. I played a bunch of limited. Oh, okay. He's so played like... no sand or alchemy. Yeah. Fine. I've played one game of limited, and that's it. <laughs> and I, I do. I really like limited. Um, yeah. I just. I don't know. I just. I'm a bit burnt out on magic at the moment. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's. Uh, I, I don't know whether it's from. I don't know. Just uh, a, a slew of products last year that has me feeling pretty burnt out and not really desiring to play magic. Um, but yeah, I haven't been playing a whole lot of Magic yeah. recently. I, th- I think it's more of a, a personal thing with us because Magic seems to be pretty big now. Everyone's enjoying Kamigawa. Everybody's yeah. loving Kamigawa Everyone's as loving a set. The set. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's just a personal thing. We're all just a little bit. I think we are tired. Yeah, somehow all three of us are <laughs> just generally burnt out at the same time. Yeah, we haven't gone to F and M for a month or so, or a couple of weeks rather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we don't we Don't went have any desire to to a. <gasps> A different game store. <gasps> we che- did cheated on on uh, on our game LGS. Store. Yeah. Um. Did we tell you how that went, Sam? I briefly you did told me. Sam. Yeah. yeah. It was it's pretty bad. So bad. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> so this is quite a, ch- a, ch- a store that's quite a popular chain. Yes. Um, as opposed to our local game store, which is independent, and we thought we would go and give it a try, and it was pre-release weekend. And we knew that our local game store didn't have pre-release stock in. Mm. So we thought, yeah, let's just go try out a different store. Mm-hmm. They also didn't have pre-release stock in. Mm-hmm. And there were four people in the store, including the four of us. <laughs> and it was such a dead vibe. Um, we ordered some food. Oh. And it's not even funny how bad the food was. No, yeah. it was vegan nachos. And how they gave it to us was a plate of tortilla chips with five tiny cubes of slightly melted vegan cheese. Yeah. That was it. And when I looked at them in horror, they went, would you like some salsa? And I was like, yes, I would like some salsa. And then they gave me the smallest pot. (laughs) It was maybe three chips worth. It looked like they had opened a bag of, like... Doritos. Supermarket tortilla chips. Doritos would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> Supermarket tortilla chips. Which is fine. Dumped I them out on a plate. Okay. Stepped two feet back. <laughs> grabbed a small handful of vegan cheese and thrown it in the direction of the plate. Yeah. Mm. Not worrying if they all went landed in there. <laughs> Whacked that in the microwave yeah. for a minute. And then the, the the salsa came in like an old goo ramekin. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it was it, it was such a joke how bad it was. Uh, the whole experience was terrible. Um, and uh, I don't know um, I I would have liked more game stores to be able to be supported in Milton Keynes but if they're all like that it's just bringing a really bad name to game stores yeah well we have two 
very popular ones in Milton Keynes that both have yeah. their own crowds that are, I think, full all the time, mm. right? Maybe there's not room for a third one. There, 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 there should be, I think. Uh, if it was good, I think there would be. Yeah, but so you, you say that, but who's who's going there that would go instead of... Because I think with local game stores, especially when they're independent, you get like... There's like an attachment to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you want to go there, you want to support them. Yeah. So I think where this chain game store could tap into is maybe like like kids, just because of without Mm -hmm. giving too much away, its location would be quite easy for kids to go to. But who like why would we go there? Even if it was good, would that make you go there instead of other game store? Yeah. Because it wouldn't make me. Even if that had been an amazing and the vegan nachos were actually edible. And that was a good vibe. I'd still go to our local game store. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Community is a big part of it, um, but I do think there's a market. I, I definitely think there's a, still a market for Paper Magic. Um, yeah, I think that's still a thing. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, where are the additional people coming from that wouldn't go to the two successful, very well, popular magic game stores is, that already exist? Magic is on the up. Mm. Um, I think card games in general are probably on the up as well, in mm. spite of everything that's happened. Uh, Wizards turned a pretty big profit last year. Yeah. There's a lot of great magic things in the pipeline. Um, they're bringing new players to the IP by exploring things like Universes Beyond mm. and things like that. Like There is no slowdown of new players coming into the magic universe. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know about Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't know what's going on in those games. But yeah. as, if, as far as magic is concerned, yeah, the uh, new player uptake, I, I don't know exactly what the figures are but i would not think that it is slowing down no but then i think with that and this won't be the case for everybody but like let's say sammy one of your friends was like oh like i've seen this magic stuff it looks really cool like yeah. do you mind teaching me or can i come along that's probably going to happen more often than an individual just trying to find a game store so then you're always going to go to the game store that your friend goes to yeah i think more new players are more likely to visit i mean that's probably the reason keep your treat so hard not to know so hard not to say the name (laughs) that's the reason (laughs) that's the reason why said (laughs) said game store uh was probably because it's been it's not it's been open for a fair bit now yeah yeah Yeah, we didn't go to it like yeah on its first no um and it's been dead for a while from what i understand so i think it is just a uh, I, I I do think like you know people are coming to top their kin or war games workshop. Oh, we can we, we can, can say, say those, yeah right? we can say well we've yeah, really why don't we just start throwing out. some names and addresses in there as well? Well, yeah. you said Milton Keynes. I don't think we've revealed that before. Oh, that's it. Yeah. But if you're in or around Milton Keynes, you should check out Top Deck Inn. Yeah, they are great. They are great. But yeah, I still just think even with new players and the uptick of Magic and maybe the other ones growing as well, I just don't see why you would go to that. Game. Code, code name lane like why you'd go there over over ones that are already successful and have a crowd um we started playing magic the gathering at a top deck in at geek retreat sorry yes um and we we went there because well why did we go there well there's only well, there was only two jordan back then right yeah and why did jordan go there because mm. of his friend mikey 
and why did Mikey go there? Well, I don't know, but... That... They just picked it. So there's definitely you, you a market. No, you don't know that. Mikey could have had a friend that went there. That, that's what I'm saying. I think more Yeah, possibly. Likely... But I, I don't think that's... I don't, I, I don't think that's really it. I, I do think that there's... Um, uh, I think that they, there's, there should be room for more game stores in Milton Keynes. Um, but it just depends I, but, how big the interest is, though, isn't it? Yeah, it does. With, with, the two, with the two shops now... We have two two big communities. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's it's, to me. It seems like that's. I don't think there's room. For, I don't know if there is room for a yeah. big community. I think there is. I think it, people a... people in Milton Keynes travel to Northampton. It's true, but there's only ever been two in Milton Keynes for like yeah. the last like five people, or six years. If people travel from Northampton, sorry, travel from Milton Keynes to Northampton to go to a particular game store, it's probably because they like that game store. Otherwise, they would have already come to geek retreat as in top back in when it was geek retreat mm. when that opened mm. right like people are living in milton Keynes still traveling to northampton because they like the game store in northampton i guess i just don't really like the idea of being loyal to a game store uh, because then yeah. that just that discourages anybody to innovate um sure get yeah. competition serious competition between game stores only encourages game stores to do better and be better mm. yeah but I agree with that. I don't see why that has to, why that's exclusive with loyalty to game stores. I think our local game store, for example, will continue to do really cool stuff because they'll want to keep us, not because they're worried about us going somewhere else, but because they want the people that come there to have a great time. That's a nice idea. Well, I think I would say that's the case. I can't say that for any other local game store because I've only been to ours and the one we went to a couple of weeks ago, which was rubbish. But <laughs> I, yeah, I think the people that run ours are great. I've never actually been to a board game. I've only been to a board game once. I didn't realize there was a bunch of people that actually played that. Yeah, I've only been to buy stuff yeah. there. Yeah, they have regular FNMs and stuff. Oh. That's why we got your first Magic Deck. Yeah. yeah. Where, where do they play? Because I remember it being like a tiny store. No, there's like, <laughs> don't they have the room? They have, like, they have like, like a big room next door, yeah. yeah. We should go. Um, anyway, <laughs> on to broader Magic the Gathering. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have seen in the last uh, couple of weeks since Kamigawa has been out. Mm-hmm. Um, or more importantly, what I haven't seen is a couple of cards which I thought would be really good that mm-hmm. don't seem to have quite found their spot dominating whatever format. And I'd like to speculate on why. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is Mukatai Soul Ripper, yeah. which we've oh, yeah. talked about before. Mm-hmm. It's a two mana, five, four vehicle. That four, three vehicle. Four, sorry, 4-3 four, vehicle yeah. that crews for 2, two mm-hmm. um, and when it attacks, you can put 1-1 one, one counter on it, is that right? Yeah, well, and it has, has a creature to give it a 1-1 one, one counter on yes. the menace, I think. And it has Menace, yeah. Um, <laughs> Menace. And we kind of speculated that this would be a really powerful card, just mm-hmm. really strong, potentially comboing with Jaspera Sentinel and Magda. Mm-hmm. Um and you you know you could like tap it and t- tap Magda, sack the treasure, and we we thought there yeah. was explosive potential uh, to assemble that combo on turn two, and so we thought, is there a, like a Jund deck on the cards that could be really strong? Uh, and I don't know about you guys, but I haven't really seen that. Mm-hmm. I have Why... seen a Jund deck with it, mm. but I don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't think it's been like, having looked at the. Because Crokey's hosted his his uh, standard tournament this weekend, which mm-hmm. is the big standard tournament, mm. which was free to enter and had like a five thousand dollar prize, which is really cool, or something like that. That's or five thousand cool. gem, not gem, a lot of gems. You get a lot of gems, all money. <laughs> I can't remember gem. what it was. There was a prize and it was good. There was a prize and it was good for free for a free to free to enter tournament for yeah. anyone yeah, to cool. enter. 
Um, it's a pretty cool price. So yeah, there was a lot, a lot of attendees. The winner of the tournament was a Jeskai control combo deck. So the, the, the combo was with Galvanic Iteration and Alchemist Gambit. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar to the previous you know, top deck, which was the Is It Galvanic Iteration Aurum's Epiphany deck. Yeah. Obviously Epiphany is now banned in standard. Uh, and it seems like Alchemist Gambit is good enough to replace it because it, the, the deck list runs like Goldspan Dragon, your typical Is It kind of package. Um, and then you have some white removal spells like Valorous Stance and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it was a similar, very, very similar game plan, which seems to be pretty powerful. Uh, yeah, ended up taking the tournament, which is pretty cool. Mm. Obviously, I don't think that attributes to anything of being like, oh, no, we should ban Alchemist Gambit. <laughs> but Because, uh, I, I, you know, it, it's a brand new set. And the reason that Krogu's host these tournaments is because he wants to see people use these really new, different decks and instead of having, you know, a tournament where there's like a bunch of the same decks. Mm. Given this tournament, there's just so many different decks because nobody knows the meta for Kamigawa. Yeah. And that's why I think in the previous set, I think it was either Crimson Vow or Midnight Hunt, he wanted to do a similar thing. The tournament ended up getting delayed by like a week and he just called it off. He's like, well, then, within oh, two yeah. or three weeks, it's already yeah. been defined. Like, he, he saw the list, there's just like mono white, mono green. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah. well, this is going to be, that's not, that's not the point of the tournament. And no, he actually ended but, up yeah, canceling. it's a really cool idea though to do that before yeah. we know. I like it the a decks. lot. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was like that whole thing when they wanted to make those alchemy changes before that big mm-hmm. tournament. Uh, but they ended up making them after the big tournament. And obviously, there's there's arguments for and, uh, yeah. for and against them. But Krokus is able to 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 do that, and it makes it, it makes it much more fun. Yeah, tournament, I think that I think. would be a lot better to watch rather than yeah, here's Way seven people watch, playing yeah. mono white and a few people playing mono green. Great. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it was really really cool to see. Um, I didn't tune into the tournament much, but again, it's always nice to look at those results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of different deck lists, see exactly what people are playing. Uh, and, you know, the best thing with a new set coming out with Kamigawa, with Kamigawa, for instance, is that you can kind of build a deck if it's not too good. If It, it might not be a good deck, but you can definitely still get loads of wins with it because yeah. you don't need to build the best deck. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and you can't you can't really define whether someone else's deck is better than yours, uh, per chance. So, yeah, it's it's cool to see. And uh, I, I think you can... With with this, this Jun deck idea, I think you could probably make a really good deck out of it, but yeah. just people mm. aren't playing it because I don't know. Other things seem more appealing, like the Alchemist Gambit list. Like the, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of Jeskai Hinata as well. Hinata's the legendary creature that lets you uh, spells will cost one less mana for each target they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things like Magma Opus will end up costing two yeah. mana instead yeah. of eight mana, which is ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. a stupid card. Yeah. Um, really cool commander idea as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. well, I think that's it. I think that the Jund deck, while no, I haven't seen a list or anything for it, probably folds to a certain type of deck. That type of deck's probably mid-range. And mid-range is a bit more popular in the waking days of a new format because it's a safe Mm. bet. Yeah, that's what happened with with Crimson Vow, wasn't it? Because there was Storm the Festival. It's like, everyone thought that was going to be a tier one deck. And then everyone started playing control decks, like Mm -hmm. Is It and and Esper and stuff. And it was like, well just destroys the, yeah. the storm festival deck like what are you going to do when i counter yeah. all of your big spells mm-hmm. um so yeah you're right i think that is what what's going on you know mid-range mid-range decks and combo decks will likely take the storm so to speak and uh, yeah that's generally the uh the cycle of of a format when we have a new set released uh mid-range decks just are a bit more flexible mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can be a bit more reactive you don't have to know the format as well to be able to pilot a mid-range deck. Yeah. Uh, control decks get much more powerful 
when you know the format inside out yeah. and so you can yeah yeah and, and you you, you it, yeah controlled extra about preparation mm -hmm. both by the in the deck and in the player yeah yeah, um, yeah and you have to have like those you, your control deck is is full of those like silver bullet cards exactly yeah mm -hmm. like you you need to have some of those like specific for certain matchups so yeah yeah it is a uh, that does seem to be the way uh, which is which is pretty cool to see mm -hmm. like it's nice that the mid-range sets get their time in the sun at least and aggro decks are pretty much powerful all the way through yeah, yeah. um so yeah it's uh, it's cool to see that uh everyone's quite excited about playing standard at the moment and mm -hmm. alchemy i've actually been seeing a lot less alchemy than i thought I would. yeah yeah lots of people are endorsing standard right now which is mm -hmm. interesting yeah i actually I, I wanted to do a bit more research on this and perhaps mm. bring it up uh as the focus of a future podcast episode because yeah. Exactly that, Sam. Alchemy is not as popular as mm. we thought it would be, and I'm interested to talk about why that yeah. is. Yeah, I think the the you know to to put it quickly or a TLDR of it, I think you can kind of relate it to the fact that it is just another format, and you can kind of relate to something like historic, where when a new set comes out, everyone for some reason flocks to standard because it's like yeah. I think standard is the most it gets the most stale towards the end of a set. Mm -hmm. So when a new set comes out, it becomes really fun to play again. That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas like Alchemy is all, you know, is always changing. There's just recently been changes for it. And right now it's a completely untapped new format, but people are people want to try out standard first, I reckon. Yeah. And then maybe give it a couple of weeks. Once standard kind of settles the dust settles a bit, everyone's gonna get back into historic and get back into alchemy. I think that's what's the, the I think that could be a good shout, actually. Yeah, I think that's what the idea is. Uh, yeah, is, that's is good thinking. I was thinking it was uh, economical. I think that yeah. Alchemy, we always knew it was inaccessible. It was one of the biggest yeah. gripes with yeah. it. And it could just be that it's just inaccessible it's enough um, that it's not bringing in the new players. Mm. I think one of the big hits, uh, or perhaps indicators, is that in CGB's Battle for the Channel, which after his return... Mm. Um, mm defined what he would focus on mm. uh standard one and so he's making exclusively standard exclusively videos for standard, a while yeah. yeah um which shows that his community which is the biggest magic the gathering youtube community yeah. prefers standard over alchemy yeah um and i think that as we predicted i think that if alchemy is really going to become the flagship the flagship um format which mm. it, i think wizards wants it to be then they are going to have to address the economical drawbacks. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to have to happen. Yeah. And another like thing as well is, is, is that it's because standard being, I would say alchemy was almost designed so that people would be able to, you know, you could address the issues there was in standard. You can address, you know, the cards that are really good in standard in, yeah. a, in a separate format. So they need to do that now because nothing's necessarily broken in standard. Mm everyone's figuring things out still so it's, it's almost like that yeah it is like the, the backup format if yeah that makes sense uh, so yeah um it's cool to see uh, i guess our prediction was wrong because we thought standard was going to be Dead. a little bit pushed out yeah. yeah because of alchemy but no it seems people are much more privy to the changes in standard than yeah. They are yeah but maybe we don't know yet because i think it could be either or both of what you guys have said but if yeah. it is what sammy said unless i'm wrong i think this is the first set to come out since alchemy right that's true we're kind of kind around of the same yeah. time yeah we also haven't got the uh neon dynasty alchemy cards yet yeah. that's true it'll yeah. probably be in about three weeks that that those cards are released mm -hmm. yeah. but if they're as rare heavy as the crimson vow yeah. alchemy cards were 
it's just yeah, I, don't think I, I, I don't think people are going to bother. Um, but yeah, you th- th- this is a very good point that alchemy and standard are two different formats. Mm-hmm. Um, alchemy gets new cards with standard sets, but it also gets new cards in between halfway halfway yeah. in between standard mm-hmm. sets. So which are more like defining for the format. As well. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, like these standard sets. I'm assuming the design for them is is going to be for standard mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. uh, formats. Yeah. Whereas they don't necessarily think, oh, well, how will this impact the alchemy meta game? Like, they don't care about that. Yeah. They can do whatever they, they want. Do with it. Yeah, literally anything they want, yeah. they can do. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the main philosophy behind it. And mm. uh, pretty cool to see. I'm glad to see Standard is, uh, is uh, favoured, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I would like it if just like, all the formats, you know, mm. not no one dies after the other because yeah. alchemy is inaccessible. Yeah. So, kind of a little bit like historic as well. There's, if standard doesn't die, that means there's a format for people like mm. me that don't want to spend loads of gems and mm-hmm. do loads of like, like I'm not particularly into limited, mm. but I like it. I don't know very well at it, so it's not a good way for me to get <laughs> gems. Yeah. So standard still being a format means that people that don't want to spend their money or maybe aren't as good can still yeah. play arena and it's, regularly it's, and enjoy it and have a good time. Yeah, it's and it's arguably the the lowest power format as well. Yeah, so, definitely. Well, other, other than constructed, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, for constructed uh, and, and on arena as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's probably the easiest to access and lowest power, which means you know newer players are much more privy to playing standard, um, just because it it does have a smaller card pool, which yeah. means it is another power. So yeah, um, I think yeah, that's that's main, the main mm-hmm. thing about mm-hmm. it. I guess we kind of just did the whole episode for that, didn't we? <laughs> well, <laughs> so much for the future. I episode. think it'd be a better no, episode. I, I think there's a lot more in a few weeks. Yeah, I think yeah, actually yeah. we should wait. Yeah, to we should see see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so another card that mm. I thought would be a lot better, or, or would see would dominate the format a lot more quickly than it has, mm-hmm. is uh, Kaito Shizuki, okay, the Planeswalker. Um, so I'll just refresh your memory mm-hmm. on what this does. It's one blue black for a three loyalty planeswalker. Yeah. At the beginning of your end step, if Kaito Shizuki entered the battlefield this turn, he phases out. You can plus one, draw a card, then discard a card unless you attacked this turn. Mm-hmm. Minus two, create a 1-1 one, one blue ninja token with this creature can't be blocked. Or minus seven, you get an emblem with whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, search your library for a blue or black creature card, put it onto the battlefield, and then shuffle. Mm-hmm. And so, honestly, yeah, I was going to say, I think yes, I have as well. <laughs> well, I've definitely seen it. I've definitely seen it in play for sure. Yeah. Um, but I thought it would be a lot more dominating than it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and you know what, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe I'm just a little bit behind the times. But yeah. a three-mana planeswalker that can protect itself with its phasing out, mm-hmm. draw you cards, build your board state, and has a relevant ultimate mm. is all of the things that you need it to be for it to be busted. I think this card is busted. I think it is taking standard pretty strongly because you're right, it does exactly that because it, it comes down and it the fact that it lets you for a turn draw a card protect itself so it doesn't mm-hmm. get destroyed immediately it sets up your next turn so nicely with being able to protect it by itself because it's on higher loyalty you get to draw cards again you mm-hmm. get to then protect you can kind of protect a card to a little bit easier it's a very very good card uh, for three mana and i have seen it in quite a lot of uh, i think soul tie mid-range has kind of been the 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 list to go for with it yeah with, with this and tamio as well mm-hmm. um lots of planeswalkers uh, there's the 
I think it's Kotose or something, the five mana ninja, when it enters, uh, you get to do a kind of... You exile a card from a graveyard and yeah, then you can and play you can, it. You can, right? I don't know if you... Can you play it? So you can play it. You play it, you can yeah, you play, can play oh, it and oh, you oh, exile the other ver- other ones you, in the opponent's deck as well. Yes, yeah. and you can play one of them. So it's like a Necromantia kind of effect, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is which has been really powerful against these kind of decks because you pick out their Planeswalkers, you kind of pick out their Stormwind Festival or something. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of the meta call at the moment. But yeah, Kaito Shizuki, I think it's been quite powerful. Um, and I can see it fitting in, maybe fitting into control decks, like maybe like an Esper control deck as well, because that card draw is really powerful. Yeah. Mm. Um, not having to discard a card if you've attacked is pretty easy mm-hmm. uh, thing yeah. to hit. Yeah. Pretty like you just need to have like a little random creature or whatever. Yeah. Pretty pretty sweet card. Um, I think it will pick up more when as uh, the more the, the format goes on. Once people get past all the the you know the Alchemist Gambit and Hinata decks and all the bullcrap <laughs> basically um and then we'll start to see that card emerge a bit more but it has been it has been putting in work mm. sure yeah yeah okay maybe i just haven't seen enough of it then mm. um i do think that's high on the list of cards that could see bans or alchemy nerfs okay it's mm. kind of i think i think Hinata will be the first one if, if they are going to ban a card mm. Hinata's way too yeah good. yeah like you slam it down and then just next turn you have like you can you can chuck down two magma opuses or whatever other spells that mm-hmm. you can you can do. Even things like um I think people are playing like the the uncommon one from Strixhaven, which is like a magma opus but weaker. I think it's expressive outburst or something like that. Uh, something creative outburst. outburst. Creative outburst. Yeah. Even that one I think is playable because it ends up costing like two red mana or something. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, seems seems like if there is something that would be banned. Which I hate that we have to talk about bans so early. <laughs> uh, I, I really don't. I really hope it wouldn't be banned. But it seems like Hinata is really. It, it's one of those cards that looks like it's the most breakable. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with is, new yeah. cards that come into the set. You know, if you get more things like Magma Opus and and anything like that, it's definitely going to be the engine of that mm-hmm. deck, so to speak. So yeah, we'll see. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It is a is a mythic. Hinata. Mythic rare. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever wizards have pushed out a broken mythic this mm. close to rotation they yeah. mm. they tend to not ban it like think Uro, yeah. how long yeah. that was around this um, one is so part we'll of a cycle though because it's part of the, the mythic legendary creature cycle because you have like the mardu one yeah. so i think maybe they was they weren't hoping to push this one as much but it is mm-hmm. really powerful yeah and it is as i mentioned before it's a really great commander deck definitely yeah. think about building that as a commander because mm-hmm. it's yeah, your spells costing one less for each target. You got plethora of targets in Commander. True. Yeah. So, so how would you rebalance Hinata, the Dawn Crown, for oh, something right, like man. Alchemy? Something like Alchemy. It'd be hard to rebalance. To be honest, I, I haven't I haven't thought about it too much. Yeah, because um, you can't. I don't yeah. really know how you change. Do you take away the thing that makes the opponent's stuff cost? more that's an option because yeah, that keeps the card more, pretty yeah. busted but makes it yeah. easier to interact with because if you take yeah if you take out you can't really less i don't think you can really change the spells you cast cost one less to cast for each target i, I don't know how you would actually change that and yeah, if you get rid without, of it, it then yeah. it's just a four four flying trample that makes opponent stuff a little bit more difficult to cast whereas if you get rid of the second part spells your opponent's cast cost one more to cast for each target then yeah it makes it a bit easier for mm-hmm. it to be removed without getting rid of the thing that actually makes it cool 
Mm. When you've got options, uh, I do actually think that um, the flying trample is super relevant on Hinata. Mm -hmm. Making it like a 2-2 would make it significantly worse because it wouldn't be as good as a finisher. Maybe it'd make Mm -hmm. it too weak. Um, What if you did something like... uh, deal one damage to Hinata for each target that okay. a spell has so that you can have your big magma opus turn but it will destroy Hinata or something yeah. like that it's really hard to it's really hard to think yeah about this one. um gosh maybe even just the straight up mana cost of it spells you cast cost a half less <laughs> to cast for each target right yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if the damage is a good idea because then what you're paying four mana to play it, and then you can only reduce magma opus by like, well, you can reduce however much, but yeah. yeah but then if it dies, it. then you've played, you've still paid four mana extra just to play one spell cheaper, potentially, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe something like it's the first spell you cast costs one less. Yeah, m- yeah, the, yeah. The I first spell like you cast, yeah, that's a yeah. good idea actually. Mm-hmm. Because then you can't just yeah, once you chain magma opuses together, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So maybe something like a that's a, a good course. idea. The first spell you cast, yeah, the first each spell turn, you cast, yeah. cast one less for each target as opposed to yeah, to any spells. Yeah, that's a good idea. Would you say first spell or first non-creature? Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess because do you want to do you want to do you want to be able to play Hinata and then Magma Opus? Do you think that's fair, or is it play Hinata, untap with it, and then you can have your big Magma Opus turn? I think it can. I think non-creature is fine. You can keep it as spells. Because yeah, you can if you keep it as spells, then you can't. You you cast Hinata, then you cannot Magma Opus that turn. Why not? Because that would be the second spell that you've cast that turn. If you cast Hinata, ah, you're yeah. right. So yeah. if it were non-creature so spells, then you could have a big Magma Opus turn. Yeah, that the would... turn that Hinata but comes it... down. Oh yeah, how how does the rulings work for that? Because does that effect come into play once Hinata is down? Yeah, I guess. Yes, so it's like if um, if the second spell you cast is a monk of the open hand, it doesn't get counted. Okay, because so maybe trigger. maybe it could be mm. reworded to something like um, as long as you control Hinata, the next the next spell you cast costs one less to cast. That's uh, tricky though. It's a bit, it gets a bit trickier. Because then the next spell like that, how does that transfer over into the next turn? Because then the next spell each yeah. turn. It would have to be like until, until on the turn, turn you play Hanata, <laughs> the spell you play after Hanata, you can cast unless after that the first spell you play each turn. <laughs> yeah, that's this a bit. Ability only activates once per turn. Yeah. Well, how yeah. many creatures? I guess they do. I was gonna say how many creatures target stuff, but I guess there's, there's a, a fair few. few yeah. yeah. Even things like um, well, I just can't think of any off the top. Of it, but... <laughs> Even things yeah. like nothing. I don't yeah. know. Do you know what? Do you know what they need to do to make this a balanced card? What? what? So it's already a four mana four four, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Um, so take away the flying, mm-hmm. give it death touch. Take away all the abilities, give it damage can't be prevented. Uh, give it any damage dealt by this creature to a player. It deals that much damage to a planeswalker that player controls, uh, and give it haste. Oh, and give it can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. Are you referencing a card? I think he is, but I don't know what it is either. I don't know what it is either. <laughs> Come on, guys. Well, I mean, I Death was touch. I was expecting Sammy to know. Can't be blocked. It's questing beast. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that thing has vigilance and death touch. It doesn't even have trample. 
<laughs> if you got that before I mentioned it, then tweet well us at ChatterStormPod <laughs> and let us know. Because uh, I thought that would be a lot. I thought you guys were a lot more scarred from Questing Beast than. Uh, I mean, than maybe uh, when, I when Questing Beast was in standard, I wasn't. I was afraid to play other people. I, I liked it, so I wasn't really playing standard, <laughs> only against you guys. Cool. You should have got it though, Sammy. I'm disappointed in you. I, I was yeah, confused. Is it? There is so much words on questing me. Yeah. You said to not give it flying, but then you didn't say to not give it trample. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't trample. remember what keywords. Yeah, I know, Joe. There's so many. That's the joke. There's so many. That was your fault. <laughs> Uh, did you know that questing beasts uh, damage cannot be prevented? Yeah. On it, mm-hmm. people forget that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should have got it from when you deal damage, you deal damage to your opponent because that's a big thing. Yeah. I forgot about that. It was a big thing. A I was bullshit. thinking of like white, <laughs> the, the the three mana two two mana three three zombie. I was um, just thinking this is obviously a card, but I don't know what it is, so I'm yeah. just gonna wait for Sam to say it. <laughs> you were um, right in your predictions mm-hmm. about uh, Neon Dynasty, by the way, Sam, um, on Basaju being oh, yeah. the, the most powerful land. Yeah. In fact, it's the most expensive card in the set. No, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty broken. It is uh, absolutely huh. broken. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the card to pack. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's just a huge. It's such a. It's just the commander card as well. Mm. Like it's mm. probably the best artifact enchantment removal in commander, and there's so many. There's so yeah, many to pick from, true. and I think this is just the best one because it's a land, uncounterable, mm-hmm. and it it can think literally cost a single green mana for yeah. its ability. Mm-hmm. It's nuts, and it yeah, it can be an untapped green source. Untapped and green I source. think yeah. that it is fetchable with. A couple of the leg, like yeah, a couple of the etern. So not because of its land types, but I think there might be a, um, I think there might be like a ramp spell that lets you get a land that taps for green. Okay. Um, which lets you fetch a sage. I can't remember. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I yeah, rings a bell vaguely. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's so far everybody has been loving Neon Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I will too when I get around to playing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I would like to play one of the constructive formats, but I just don't know what I want to build. Maybe I did see a cool uh, a list, like an affinity kind of list mm. or artifact kind of list. I think it was Is It Artifact in yeah. Alchemy with the new Tesseract. Yeah, I really mm. want to play the new Tesseract. I am going to build awesome. Saltai, though. I'm going to be building Saltai mid-range. Yeah. That's my plan. I, I do. I like to play a little bit off-meta. Mm. Um, so Saltai mid-range, the new Tamiyo. That that seems fun to me. I'm yeah. going to be giving that a go. I'll report back next week. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Is that the end of the episode? Yeah, <laughs> that's the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> uh, so is there fun. anything else you guys want to talk about? Um... Too late. We're cutting <laughs> wow. an episode off. Uh, so yeah, a quick one this week. We just wanted to make sure that we Check checked in. in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but now we will go back and play Magic because we love it so much. Yes. Yeah. We will all get over the Magic slump we've been in. Uh, yeah. But let us know whenever you get into a sort of Magic slump. What do you do? Do you need to find some new cooler people to play with? Hmm. Um, <laughs> because I could totally understand that being the case. Yeah. It's so boring playing against Josh. Uh-huh. He's just so lame. He's just so lame. It is really difficult to enjoy magic when you lose all the time. So I can totally oh, yeah. understand how, how, yeah, how you guys feel. When is the last one you won, actually? I don't think I can remember. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> we will catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.